Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and today's podcast is how to construct a winning portfolio. Um, and I'm going to make this a two-part series. Now, um, as most of you might know, or some of you may know, the Australian share market has risen nearly 25% in the past year. That's since February 2016. And and now for the first time in quite some time, people are starting to get more confident about investing in shares and, and even in the share market. But the real question I have is why are so many still shying away from the market if it's been doing so well? And for those who are slowly getting into it, are they really constructing a winning portfolio? Now, the simple truth is you do not have to be a fund manager or some highly educated professional to get down and create a winning portfolio. It's just about anyone can build their own portfolio and achieve great returns without too much knowledge or risk. Now, the challenge at the moment is that too many people remember the GFC. And so in the back of their minds, they're still fearful. And as a result, are staying out of the market or going down the wrong paths. And we're seeing that all the time with people on the phone um, and uh, people coming up to us. Now, the past year, I've spoken to many of these people and have told me that they really do want to get into trading. But that fear from the GFC or not doing things well in the past 10 years since the GFC has seen them not make decisions or delay their decisions. In effect, procrastinating on decisions that they know they should be making. Now, I've also spoken to others who are buying into shares, but they're buying the wrong ones and practicing poor portfolio management skills. Now, in this podcast, I'm really going to concentrate on portfolio management, not really trading as such. So just to share with you some simple rules that can dramatically improve your portfolio performance. Now, the key to being successful is to practice good portfolio management. But how do we do this? Now, what I'm going to share with you is a practical framework that will not only allow you to construct a profitable portfolio, but ensure you only select stocks in your portfolio that have a higher chance of being consistently profitable. Now, that sounds great, doesn't it? Now, having the right stock in your portfolio can make a huge difference to your profits. Just the same as having the wrong one in your portfolio can dramatically reduce them. Now, there's a misconception perpetuated by the financial industry that individuals should construct their portfolio just like fund managers. However, unless you have hundreds of millions of dollars to invest, then I suggest that the way an individual should construct a portfolio is vastly different to how a fund manager would do it. It just makes sense. Imagine if you tried to drive your car like a professional racing car driver on the track. Now, when constructing your portfolio, there are two critical areas that you need to consider. The first one is risk and diversification, and these go hand in hand. And the second one is money management. I'm sure you've all heard the terms risk and diversification. In fact, I'm sure you've all seen the ads by the finance industry on TV telling you that you need to diversify to reduce your risk. Now, the philosophy of reducing risk, I wholeheartedly agree with. However, the way in which diversification is promoted by the industry is where I differ. And here is a key point as to why what an individual does and what a large fund manager does in constructing a portfolio is or should be different. To understand this, we need to understand exactly what risk is and how to determine it. 
Now, there are two types of risk with any investment you might consider. Whether your investment is in cash, shares, property, or any other investment, your decision requires you to assess two kinds of risk, and these are systemic risk and specific risk. For the purpose of my explanation, I'll mainly concentrate on risk in how it applies to the share market. Whilst it is true that diversification reduces your risk, a portfolio of shares that is over-diversified is exposed almost exclusively to systemic risk, which cannot be eliminated by diversification. Now, systemic risk is also known as market risk. So what is systemic or market risk? Quite simply, an investor who chooses to invest in a particular market is exposed to the risk inherent in that market. Now, these risks include such things as economic influences, inflation, interest rates, government policy, and pretty much anything that affects the market as a whole. Therefore, systemic risk remains constant regardless of the degree of diversification the portfolio might have. In fact, you could argue that the more shares you own, the more systemic risk you have. So that's systemic risk. Now let's get on to specific risk. When investing, you must also contend with what is known as specific risk. Now specific risk refers to the risks that are inherent in a company. Specific risk is very high if you concentrate your portfolio in only one security or share. In fact, if all your money was in one share or in one investment, then your specific risk is 100%, which means that if your investment goes sour, then you stand to lose 100% of your money. Now, I'm quite sure you'll agree that this is very high risk, and I've seen many people end up broke that have very high specific risk. Remember the old saying, never to have all your eggs in one basket. The good thing is the more a portfolio is diversified across various shares, the less your specific risk. As you increase your holdings, the specific risk decreases and flatlines somewhere between 5 and 12 shares. With that in mind, you can actually over-diversify your portfolio. Let me explain. When diversifying your portfolio and you buy a second stock, this reduces your risk by half. If you buy a third stock, this decreases it yet again into thirds. And if you buy five stocks, this means your specific risk is now 20%. However, there is a point whereby adding more stocks into your portfolio does not aid in diversification, nor does it really reduce your risk. Now, increasing your holdings beyond 12 stocks exposes your portfolio to more systemic or market risk, which is what we've already indicated cannot be eliminated by diversification. For investors, my general rule of thumb is to have between 8 and 12 shares in your portfolio. Therefore, the total risk of your portfolio is the sum of systemic risk and the specific risk of the individual positions. Getting into further detail on this will not really change much, and so my suggestion is to keep things just that simple. Any attempt to reduce the volatility of your portfolio by increasing the number of stocks held actually decreases the ability of your portfolio to outperform the market. This is because with each additional stock that you're increasing your exposure to market risk, resulting in market average returns. In simple terms, adding more stocks does not necessarily add more benefit. And it certainly doesn't mean better returns. Reducing volatility can be achieved through careful selection of the stocks within your portfolio. Given that you cannot diversify market risk, and the investors only need between 8 to 12 shares in a portfolio to have the minimum specific risk, then you have to ask why are there so many portfolios that I see constructed with far more than 12 shares? Holding more than 12 shares will dilute your returns and increase the risk you are taking. 
Often I found that the best and easiest way to increase the returns of someone's portfolio was to simply reduce the number of different shares held. Over the years I've seen many portfolios and in every case where the portfolio has more than 12 shares, I found that one third of the shares were rising, one third of the shares were falling, and the other one third of the shares were going sideways. Therefore, if all you did was remove the shares that are falling in price, your returns would be much better. This is simply because the shares falling in price are eroding the gains of the shares rising in price. Just think about it this way. Assuming you had five shares and that they all had the same position size of $10,000. Then if one of those shares fell by 50% while the others rose by 10%, what would your return be? The losing share would be down $5,000 or 50% of your $10,000. And the remaining four shares would each be up in value $1,000 for a total of $4,000. So in rough terms, your overall portfolio would be negative $1,000. Now I think you get the picture. Now if you'd like to learn more about this area, then consider purchasing my book, as everything I've discussed here and much more is outlined in detail in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. And you can order it online on our website. In part two of this recording, I'm gonna take you to the other critical area in portfolio construction, and that's money management. You've been listening to Talking Wealth, and I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.